0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. You've tuned into the after episode of a before and after birth story, and we're talking to Monica Shamirani. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Just by way of recap, so congratulations, you had your second baby.
1: I did. I had my little boy almost four weeks ago, and I'm so happy I finally get to hold and kiss him
0: and i'm so happy for you and the journey was interesting your first birth was intense you had a fear of birth and pregnancy was intense birth was intense postpartum was weirdly intense when you stopped feeling your legs and couldn't walk and then eventually went away but left you with even a deeper fear of birth and you didn't want to have another baby you don't want to deliver carry and deliver another baby but you did it And you decided along the way that, you know what, I can do this again. I'm going to do a vaginal birth. And then your baby sort of threw some curveballs at you. First, a low-lying placenta that lifted, and then a breech baby. And you did all sorts of things to try to get that baby to turn. I think that's where we left you around 37 weeks. I was working with you, doing chiropractic work, doing massage work. You were doing Chinese medicine. You did hypnotherapy for breech in particular. What was that like?
1: You know, I did the Chinese medicine. I feel like it really helped get the baby moving from the position that he was at, but ultimately it did not help him move out of the breech position. I also did the external cephalic version at the hospital, which unfortunately also failed.
0: What was that process like?
1: Oh man, it was very pinchy. There was a lot of discomfort during the procedure. I don't want to scare anyone out of it because I feel like it does work for some people. And I think that ultimately, if you want to do a vaginal delivery, this is a great way to do it. But unfortunately it did not work for me. I did hypnotherapy for breach the best thing that I could have gotten from that was that I really was able to connect with myself after the therapy session and really just put myself in a position where I just literally and figuratively, I let Jesus take the wheel.
0: Oh, I could think of a song right away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, me too. Oh, so so it helped you surrender. It helped me surrender. And I told myself, like, God, you know, you do what you need to do, and as long as the baby comes out healthy, everything else is secondary.
0: Okay. And not only that, you had done literally everything I could think of. Yep. You are doing positional exercises, like we said, you did the chiropractic, the massage, the Chinese medicine, the hypnosis for breach, the external cephalic version. You know, yep. it's not like you didn't give, you know, A++ plus plus for effort. And then... It's just kind of interesting because at the beginning of the pregnancy, you sort of wanting a cesarean birth,
1: right? You know, it all kind of came full circle at the beginning. I wanted the cesarean. I was really pushing for it. I even had my date scheduled when I was like in my first trimester. Wow. I told my doctor, this is the date I want, you know, it's happening this day. And, you know, he's just like, okay, Monica, sure. Like put yourself on the schedule. Let's see what happens.
0: (laughs) So after all the fails, nothing really worked. Uh, The baby said, I'm not moving.
1: Yeah, he said, I'm not moving. And I had my date on the schedule. And this was one Sunday. I went in for like my routine nail appointment, my religious every two week (laughs) nail appointment. And I'm sitting there and I'm texting my husband. I think I'm going into labor. This was before the C-section date. But I also thought, you know, I'm being dramatic. This is a total fluke. I'm not going into labor, but let me just pull his leg a little bit, right? And long story short, I was going into labor. Thankfully, I was in Beverly Hills and I was supposed to deliver at Cedars. So I go into the hospital and I'm with my son, my three-year-old and my husband uh, Wait,
0: your son was with you at the nail appointment, at the religious nail
1: appointment? He, yeah, it was like self-care Sunday. I was getting my nails done, and the boys were supposed to get haircuts.
0: Okay. Wait, so you, uh, was your son with your husband?
1: Yeah, he was with my husband. They, they were, were getting, getting haircuts.
0: haircuts. Okay, so your husband and and son are getting haircuts. You're getting your nails done. And when you say you felt labor starting, I mean, you had labor with your first and delivered vaginally with your first. So what were you feeling?
1: So I felt like they were contractions, but I would get them every like 10, 15 minutes.
0: So like a cramping or?
1: Yeah, it was like an intense cramp. But mind you, I was getting Braxton Hicks for months before.
0: So how are these different?
1: These were like more debilitating. They radiated from my back all the way down to my toes, And they were coming every 10 to 15 minutes. And typically the Braxton Hicks, there was not much pain associated with it. It was just like, you know, your stomach would do this like weird, it would turn into a weird shape. You would feel a little bit of pressure, but it would ease off. And I just felt like very crampy, very like my back hurt a lot.
0: Oh, a um, curiosity. I know your baby was breech at this point. What position specifically was the baby, butt down or feet down or one Oh, he was
1: feet down both 100%. Feet? Yeah, both feet, yeah.
0: Standing on your cervix.
1: He was standing on my cervix. He was just pushing.
0: And you had that also like a lot of intensity. You had pubic pain.
1: I had the pubic symphysis which let me tell you, as soon as I got that baby out of me, Boom. it went away.
0: Yeah. So it goes. I mean, yeah. the good news is that anybody listening, if you're pregnant and you're having intense pelvic pain that you did not have before pregnancy, I'm sure you wonder at some point, is this forever or is this ever going to go away? I cannot think of one case really where it stayed. It usually goes away very quickly and, you know, slower cases to go away. We're talking about 10 days to two weeks, but usually right away. All right. So these contractions start happening. You guys go to the hospital, all three of you, all four of you with the baby inside, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, all four of us go to the hospital. We get to the hospital and somehow the security lets us up with our three-year-old.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, we get to labor and delivery and they're like, you know, we said the three-year-old wasn't allowed. And I'm like, oh, no, like we don't have child care right now. My mom is in Orange County. And I told my husband, you know, you have to call the neighbor. And he says, oh, I'll drive our son to our house. But w- mind you, we live like 30, 45 minutes away.
0: From the hospital. Oh, and, and a neighbor would come over. Was that the idea? to watch Yeah, the-,
1: the neighbor would come over to watch him. But he had the bright idea to actually call the neighbor to come to us. So, you know, thankfully, our neighbor, Cindy, came to pick up our son from the hospital And I kid you not, from the moment that I got in to the moment my husband was able to make it back to my labor and delivery room, him and Dr. Finky almost got there at the same time.
0: Whoa. Okay. A couple more questions. Where is this in relation to the scheduled cesarean date?
1: This was five days before.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And was that scheduled cesarean date still the date you had picked in the first trimester?
1: That was the date. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So then (laughs) almost a vaginal birth again. I know. And then during the time between when your husband took your three year old to meet your neighbor and the time that he and almost Dr. Finke arrived together, was anybody with you?
1: I was alone and I was with the pre op nurses. They were doing all the intake and, you know, my vitals and checking if I was dilated, all that good, good stuff. You know, yeah, I was. I was four centimeters dilated. man. (laughs) I was in definite active labor.
0: Were they nervous about that with the feet down?
1: Oh, yeah. I could tell. They were like, you're most likely having the baby today.
0: Most likely. You know, that was
1: before (laughs) they checked my dilation. They're like, most likely, we're going to plan for you to have the baby today. And as soon as the midwife came in, she checked the dilation. She comes back in, she's like, Dr. Finke will be here in 15 minutes. You're having
0: the baby now. (laughs) Okay, let's take a little break. When we come back, we'll find out what happens next. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back. We're talking to Monica Ciamaroni. In our story, you're five days before your scheduled C-section because the baby is breech. And you're at the hospital pretty much alone with the pre-op people. And it's also important to say like you and your husband are surgery people. That's what you do for work.
1: Yeah, we are definitely in the medical field. I understand all the lingo. So as soon as I heard them, you know, because people talk, they're, they're going to talk in the room and I understood the severity of things. And it wasn't an emergency at that very second. But it could have been an emergency if we would have waited, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And, you know, thankfully, my doctor, Dr. Finky, by the way, it was the day of the L.A. Marathon.
0: Oh, really hard to get around the city. Yes. Why did you even go for your, I guess it's a religious appointment, the nails. Listen,
1: (laughs) the world can be on fire. I will never cancel my nail girls ever. (laughs) They know that. So... Uh. Yeah. I left an hour and a half before to make it to my nail appointment.
0: Yeah. It's crazy here. And Cedars Sine is very close to the root, oddly enough. So tell me a little bit more about pre-op. I mean, I know it's a process you're familiar with, but what were they doing during that whole time?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that birth plan that everybody has? Yeah. (laughs) We didn't go by that birth plan. I'm extremely OCD about showering and germs and whatnot. So that day and i'll say it you know i had not shaved i had shaved that morning but i you know ideally in my mind i'm like okay i want to do a full body shave before i give birth like this is number one on the list of priorities you know and i get to the hospital i'm like oh my god like this is just not the Mm -hmm. ideal
0: mortifying for you
1: yeah Because, you know, you want to look pretty, you want to smell great, you want to be like freshly shaved. And, you know, I get there and I'm like, can you just give me like two minutes? I'm like, where's the shower? There's no shower. They were like, you know, all the, there's no way you could take a shower right now. Like, this is kind of an emergency situation.
0: Is this Um, because specifically because not just breach, but footling breach? Like the fear that either the cord will come through or the foot will come through?
1: Yeah, he was just so low. Like, immediately she did the vaginal exam. She's like, I feel his feet. His feet mm. are, like, right here. Wow. So, there was That's no time. That's
0: also so crazy just on the other side of the coin that you're, like, halfway to being, you know, open enough for those feet to just come out with the rest of the baby.
1: I know. So wild.
0: Like, the door so, is so open. And the baby's right there just pointed in, you know. About in the, the wrong
1: direction. Direction, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. And so, no, like, i don't know these things to be honest my hair treatment takes about 15 seconds so (laughs) how regularly would you shave meaning is it an everyday thing for you or is this something you meant to do before oh no baby and it had been building up
1: i'm just crazy and i shave twice a day and i understand that's completely not normal i think like the average person i think maybe every two days
0: okay and you're saying literally twice a day
1: uh, yeah, yeah, morning and night for sure.
0: So this is a big deal for you?
1: <laughs> this is a massive deal, but, you know, you have to do what you have to do. I mean, I was uncomfortable, but it wasn't terrible.
0: Okay, what are they doing in terms of free
1: Um, We're starting an IV. We start the spinal tap. We do a spinal tap anesthesia. That was interesting. Oh. It feels like your body is just so heavy you cannot even move your toe you become completely incapacitated
0: spinal versus epidural
1: yeah i mean uh, with epidural you can move
0: yes and this is a shot basically yeah not shot, a continuous drip
1: not a continuous drip they do it in, i assume it's like the lower back i wasn't yeah. i wasn't looking obviously
0: okay and they numb you first so did you they, feel no anything? no okay no
1: And, you know, at this point you switch nurses. So I had my intraoperative nurse who was just an angel. She was holding my hand. She's like talking to me about random things. We're literally cracking jokes in the OR. Everyone's just having a great time. And, you know, I'm making jokes and stuff, but in my head, I'm like, all right, this is, this is real. This is happening.
0: Are you still alone at this
1: point? I am still alone. My husband joined us. You know, they don't let the husband in when they're doing the work. spinal or oh, the yeah. anesthesia portion. I guess after they do the timeout, you know, during the timeout, they identify the patient, the area that they're operating on. And then before they start making any cuts, they invite the husband back. So they invited my husband back. He forgot how to put his gown on, even though he He's wears a, a gown. Surgeon. Yes. He wears a gown daily, but he was able to manage to put the gown back on. Yeah. And, you know, 30 minutes later, I had a baby.
0: Wow. Okay. Let's walk through the 30 minutes. Like what happens during that time? Your husband comes back. You're prepped.
1: I'm prepped. Uh, Yeah. They start making cuts and I jokingly, not really, actually, it wasn't a joke. I literally thought they had not locked the bed, the OR table. Yeah. Yeah because I felt so much tugging and I felt like I was falling off the bed. So I asked, I said, you guys, did you forget to lock the table? (laughs) And they start laughing and they're like, of course you would ask that. (laughs) No, the table is locked. We're just moving you from side to side to get your baby out.
0: First of all, I guess you have the option to have a drape that you can see through.
1: Yeah, you could do like a half sheet but I did not want to see anything.
0: Okay. And then, Where's your husband position while this is happening?
1: He's at the head of the table. He too did not want to see it either. Yeah. And also, you know, another thing, Dr. Berlin is we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I think during this setting, it's really important to just let The experts do what they need to do and trust that they're doing the right thing. And I I fully trusted every single person in that room.
0: Without being overly observed?
1: Right, right. Because then people start panicking and, you know.
0: Consciously, I mean, you're literally being cut open multiple layers of tissue. It sounds like you're saying you felt pulling.
1: Yeah, I felt a lot of pressure and pulling and a lot of movement, but not once did I feel pain.
0: Okay. What was going through your mind? Were you excited? Um, anxious? Like, was it surreal? Like, maybe?
1: You know, I'll be honest with you. I was really scared. But I was praying to, you know, my late uncle, Valentine and my grandparents, which I consider my guardian angels. And I was thinking about them and praying like, for them to help me through this situation. And Anytime I felt scared, I would just pray to them and think about them and it would bring peace to the situation. And I was also yelling, Are you guys almost done? How much longer?
0: <laughs> do you know that they pull the baby out of your belly feet first? No. Mm, curious if they ended up turning the baby first. He um, no,
1: they I don't know that, but I do know that, you know, when they pulled him out, he peed.
0: <laughs> he oh.
1: peed on me two times.
0: Oh, my doctor that one. He's very excited.
1: My baby was so excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Definitely> excited.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, that seems healthy. Do you have like a clear sort of conscious memory of that moment of the baby coming through you into the world?
1: Yeah, I do. And I was fully aware, fully awake, and it was just magical seeing him for the first time because the anticipation for his birth was really just a lot because of the different scenarios that were happening. And, you know, finally, when I saw him and, you know, I got to hold him, everything just came full circle. And I was very thankful. And it was just a a beautiful and magical experience.
0: I'm really happy for you. When they took him out, were they able to put him up, not just see him, but could he be on you?
1: You know, he was on me for about maybe two minutes. And They suddenly took him away. I didn't think anything of it at this point. It's not that I was losing consciousness, but I was definitely heavily medicated. And now that I think back, they were putting a CPAP machine on him because he was having a hard time breathing. But, you know, once they got the machine and they were able to push, you know, whatever they needed to push through his little lungs, he was okay.
0: Okay. So he stayed with you.
1: Yeah, he stayed with me in the room, but they were giving him, I don't even know if it was like rescue medication or what they gave him, but they, they gave him something and
0: help everything. help for
1: breathing. Yep.
0: Okay. And then does he come back to you after that or not until you yep. are all...
1: Yeah, he came back after his little treatment and I was with him ever since. And yeah, he's glued to mama.
0: <laughs> so. Why wouldn't he be? I know. Uh, All right. Well, then, you know, my curiosity moves to sort of next steps. Let's talk about, so then you have to get sort of closed up, right? Mm -hmm. What was that experience like?
1: You know, it was the same, like, it felt like it was taking forever, but it didn't. I think it was like 45 minutes long, the entire procedure. I was really nervous and I was getting nauseous, but, you know, I made it through and Dr. Fiki was great. He did the whole operation within 45 minutes, including closure, but, you know, everything after the baby was completely fine. Just a little nervous, but of course that's to be anticipated.
0: Yeah. Were you strapped down?
1: I was strapped down. Um, Yeah. I had Arms an IV, everything. And I don't know if this is TMI, but When you have a C-section, they make you butterfly your legs. So even though you're having a C-section to put the catheter, and I think it's just maybe to open the area more of where they're Mm. taking the baby out of. So yeah, I was definitely stuck on that bed and it was locked.
0: And it was locked. We know that it was locked. Yes. Okay. Let's take another little break and we come back find out what postpartum was like after the second birth <laughs> welcome back to the podcast we're talking to monica shamirani okay so overall it sounds like you had a great cesarean experience
1: i had the most perfect cesarean experience you know uh In anticipation for this interview, I was thinking like, I'm going to start a movement to normalize C-sections, but then I thought, oh, that's going to get a lot of pushback. But, you know, I think when you're pregnant and so many things can go, you know, different directions, I think it's important to really just go with the flow and trust that, your baby's going to be here in the way that he or she wants to make his or her entrance to the world.
0: I mean, that's absolutely true and well said. I think that maybe a movement to not (laughs) demonize cesarean birth is possible. I mean, look, I think that cesarean section inherently is an excellent thing. It's a medical marvel, the idea that we can very predictably and very safely have an alternative way to get the baby out than what nature devised is inherently a wonderful thing because sometimes you need to and sometimes you want to and that's i think fantastic what is not great is when cesarean birth is sort of pushed on people or they're coerced into it Mm -hmm. people who don't want it and don't need it and that seems to happen a lot, where access to a vaginal birth is hard to come by sometimes, and yeah. so I think the demonization of cesarean birth really comes from there—the overuse of it, especially the pushing of it on people who don't want it, and don't need it. However, you know that can also kind of scare people out of it who need it, and that's also dangerous. I think one of the worst things, perhaps worse than. Being pushed into a cesarean that you don't need and don't want is not having access to one when you do need it.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, not having access to it when you need it is awful. I'm so, so thankful for, you know, Dr. Finky for being there for me. And, you know, any physician can, I guess, dismiss you as a patient or simply, you know, nobody has to treat you and he allowed me to be his patient. He was there for me. He gave me all the facts and was essentially a coach to me and gave me all the options and allowed me to make the right decision that was right for me and for our baby. Of course, he was so supportive of doing all the extra things and giving it my best shot. But ultimately, if that failed, we had a plan.
0: Yeah, he's a phenomenal guy. And one of the things I love about him, there are many, but is he doesn't really have an agenda other than that you have a safe birth where you're a key decision maker and yeah. uh, we support the choices that you make. That's really special. I mean, it should be the norm, but I don't feel like it is. It makes him extra special. Speaking of coach, I know that you had a doula lined up for your birth and until it went cesarean. Was it a conscious choice not to have the doula for the cesarean birth or they don't allow it?
1: You know, I did try to push for um, my doula, Lindsay, Lindsay Ray to be there for the birth, but the hospital just doesn't allow it. I'm happy that you brought it up. I actually did placenta encapsulation with Lindsay. And as soon as I was going into the operating room, we started texting her like, you know, this is happening. Please be here within the next, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour she was there to pick up my placenta and encapsulated it for, you know, postpartum use.
0: Yeah, I wish that you could have your doula for a cesarean birth. I, I know. I know. The policies vary widely from place to place. Yeah. And even within that hospital, at least pre-COVID, sometimes you could have them. It sort of depends on the doctors in the room. But I think that sometimes at a cesarean birth, it's even more necessary to have that kind of support, the support yep. that a doula provides. And I don't fully understand why they're so opposed to it. I'm sure there's logic and reason behind it, but I wonder if there's a way to accommodate their logic and reason and still, you know, make it possible for you to have that kind of support when you're having a cesarean birth. I have two questions. One is, it sort of sounds like the concept in passing of, oh, maybe we should make a normalization of cesarean birth. Does that mean, I mean, I know it's hypothetical, you're not planning to have a third But if you were, do you know which way you would lean on wanting to deliver No, that you've had both?
1: I could tell you right away that I would definitely have a C-section only because it was way easier for me. I did not have a positive experience giving birth vaginally. So it would be a definite no-brainer that I would have another C-section if I would have a third child, but definitely not considering it.
0: I know you're not considering it, but that sounded less definitive than last time I talked to you.
1: I mean,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, you never know. I don't
1: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so the recovery. Now you have a newborn and a toddler and are recovering. Look, last time you were recovering from a vaginal birth and couldn't walk. So I guess there's no comparison, but what was the recovery like from the surgery?
1: It was great. I could tell you that I have had worse surgeries before. I'm not a stranger to surgery this was the least painful surgery that I've had and I only took a narcotics for three days after that I was on Motrin but I was so positive my mentality was like you know you can walk you're breastfeeding you're happy and you're gonna be okay so anytime I would feel any kind of sadness or pain or anxiety I would just go back to that and you know I felt great and I continue to feel, amazing. I feel great.
0: I'm so happy for you. I mean, I was sort of inspired by you several times during your pregnancy, just the horrible situation that happened after your first birth and the fear of going to birth again and to pregnancy again and then overcoming that and then sort of opening your mind up to various modes of delivery, sort of leaning towards the vaginal, but then dealing with the curveballs that came at you and really working diligently and leaving no stone unturned and trying to give the baby an opportunity to turn and then being able to pivot again sort of like you said jesus take the wheel Mm -hmm. and you know for someone who's ocd and germy Mm -hmm. and whatnot going to that surgical environment and you know having that kind of surgery it just takes a lot of strength which i've always seen in you but i think sometimes you don't see it the way i see it so yeah
1: i think You know, you were definitely a key player in my journey. And I think you and your wife, Alyssa, have really empowered me and given me the tools to be strong and be confident in the way my pregnancy journey was headed. And, you know, I couldn't be more thankful and more proud that I'm your patient.
0: Oh, that means the world to me. And I know Alyssa too, we're both super honored to play a small role in your epic journey. Do we know in the end why the baby didn't turn?
1: No, but my guess is that my baby knew that this was the easiest and less painful way for him to make his entrance. And
0: he stood his ground.
1: He did. And today I was talking to him and I said, you know, thank you. Thank you for not giving, you know, mom so much pain because it could have been a really tough. You know, recovery otherwise. And mind you, I'm still running a practice and a surgery center. I have not stopped working. So yeah.
0: Wow. You're a beast. Um, well, any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. I wish everyone that is listening to this podcast to have a very easy, healthy, and wonderful, magical delivery. If you are pregnant, if you're planning on it, I wish the same for you and for all the listeners. I thank you for listening this far and listening to my story.
0: Oh, and I thank you for sharing your story. Can you, in closing, just tell us a teeny bit more about the surgical center that you're in, that you and your husband have?
1: Yeah. So my husband and I own a wellness facility. We specialize in facial plastic surgery, more so rhinoplasty, revision rhinoplasty. He is a nose expert and we do all things face.
0: Where can we find it online?
1: So you can go to eosrejuvenation.com and our Instagram handle is Dr Nima underscore M D. It's D-R-N-I-M-A underscore M D.
0: All right. Thank you again for coming here and for sharing your story so open and honest. And I'm so thrilled and delighted that you had a great experience and who knows maybe there will be another one who knows we'll check you out online and for our listeners if you want to find us we have all of our different media and resources at (laughs) informedpregnancy.com